Welcome in to the Get Your Happy On Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Sibbins. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Happy On Hour. I'm your host, Ricky C. Simmons. We're on 93.7 The Ticket. You know, I was just hoping that everybody had a safe Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, holidays are sometimes tough for some and good for others. I'm one of those that is tough for because I don't have my parents. And ever since 2006, holidays have not been the same for me. But I'm hoping everybody out there had a safe and productive holiday. You know, I always want to, speaking of Thanksgiving, I just want to say this before we get uh, started tonight. You know, being thankful kind of goes hand in hand with being grateful. And when you're grateful, I think it's real important because you can focus on appreciating what you have versus focusing on what you don't have. You know, a lot of people are so busy watching what other people got that they don't have. I think it works against you. So be thankful for what you have, you know, and don't, don't take it like your day isn't coming because it is. Some people get blessed a little sooner than others, but I think it's important that you really, really appreciate what you do have. That's what Thanksgiving means to me. I, I'm very appreciative. Um, I want to give a shout out to Cedric Payne's family. Uh, rest in peace, Cedric. And I want to say a big shout out to Martha Lawrence for all of her work of putting the, the services together. Um, I had the honor of speaking at his funeral, and that was a big deal for me because, like I said, I haven't went to a funeral in over 17 years to where I actually had, had to be a part of it. So it was a it was a, tr- a tough time, but it was a it was a good thing for me, and uh, I saw some growth there. You know, <clears throat> good people. I'm always looking for good people for guests, and I'll be real honest with you. I'm very honored to have my guest tonight, and I want to bring him in right now. Is Jimmy with us? Jimmy Williams, welcome to the show, man. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be on your show, man. Well, Jimmy, you know, we're going to have some fun tonight. You know, some of the things I'm going to talk about or ask you about, I I already know, but I want all the listeners and viewers to know. Okay. So we're going to give them a little inside peek, but we're going to start from the very beginning. Where did you grow up, Jimmy? I grew up in the Washington, D.C. area um, from a pretty large family. Of course, Toby and I, my brother, played at Nebraska, but there were six boys and and two girls. And, okay, uh, okay. And, and D.C., Maryland, Virginia area was home. Okay, now what high school did you go to there, out there? I went to Woodrow Wilson. It's a uh, public school, um, okay. pretty good, pretty good school. Not not very good with 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 football. Um, okay. At, at that time, they've since then been pretty good, but that's where I went to high school. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, we, we're going to talk about some funny stuff here in a minute, but I, I, I got to talk. I got to ask you, why did you and Toby, <laughs> <laughs> why did y'all end up at Nebraska? That I mean, because both of y'all are phenomenal athletes and you could have probably went somewhere else. Why would you leave D.C. area to come to yeah. Nebraska? You know, that, that, that's, a, that's a phenomenal story for, for us as well. 
we were we were i think at that time in our careers underdeveloped uh and 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 not exposed our, our program the high school program wasn't a very good program and uh, we were athletic uh and so um our coach did the best that he could but we just weren't weren't developed at that time so my my dad and i and toby started sat down and and, and began to form a, a a draft letter and we just started sending out in mass numbers to schools you know, looking for interest, looking for an opportunity to play, um, but we we got none. We 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 got no offers. Uh, we uh, didn't get any interest, uh, but Nebraska. You know, because they had a walk-on program, and okay. they looked at the film and and said, "Hey, you know, you guys are not at this time ready for a scholarship, but we do have a walk-on program." that you guys can be a part of. And, and we were excited about it. We just wanted to play football and continue our, 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 our pursuit of it. And so with that being the only offer <laughs> and wow. the only opportunity, find, we went. I find that hard to believe, though, Jimmy, because, I mean, yeah. dude, you guys turned into some, I mean, really, really great players. And the fact that you had no offers. Yeah. I, I want to take, take just a quick second to say this to all the, the, the youth out there that are playing. It doesn't matter where you think you are right now. Right. There's still hope for you because this this story we're talking about tonight is going to give a lot of people uh, that don't feel like they're getting what they, they deserve for as looks. I think you're going to inspire a lot of people. So back to you saying y'all didn't have any offers. That's correct. And so y'all just basically created an offer by – by drafting this, these letters, is that what I'm understanding? That's that's that was it. I mean, that was wow. it. And, and, and as I said, you know, we were talented, but uh, uh, skill wise and position wise, we just weren't there yet. Gotcha. And um, and and our and our program wasn't there yet. Uh, but but man, we had a desire to play. We wanted to continue to play, and we would have taken any any opportunity we had. Nebraska was the only opportunity. I mean, and by the grace of God, it it turned out to be the right opportunity for the right time, you know. And I firmly believe that God had his hand on it. Uh, and, uh, and in his timing, in his way, though I may not have, you know, gotten what I wanted or my brother, I mean, he knew what he was doing. And, uh, and it was phenomenal. Well, I'm, I'm going to say this to you. See, I, I didn't, you came, what years did you, did, did you come out here? 79, 79, 79 through 81. Okay. Cause see, when I got here, dude, you was already is what I would call on a defense. You was, you was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you, you was causing problems for, for different people, man. And, and I just find it hard to believe with, you know, from what I remember that you would have to walk on. But Okay. Now, so you and Toby walked on the same time or, yeah, Toby actually was a, a he's a year older, but okay. he had, he had failed a year in school and was held back. Okay, okay, so, so y'all came out together. So we came out together. And okay. uh, and then then I wind up I wound up, excuse me, uh passing him because he redshirted and I did not. Ah, uh, gotcha, right. gotcha, right. gotcha. So, but well, when we when we got here, man, we just we just went to work. We just went yeah. to work, you know, in the weight room. You yeah. know, and uh, you know, learning, learning the system. Pardon me. 
Big shout out, big shout out to Boyd Epley. My Boyd Epley was my man. <laughs> and then, and then him and Mike Arthur were, were my guys. <laughs> but no, go ahead. You, said you guys you just came out here and just put your head down and went to work. Put our heads down and went to work, you know, and uh, that's one thing that I knew that I could do. I, I knew that uh, my opportunity would catch up with me. I knew right. that. And so and, and so did my brother. So we, we just went to work. We became, I think, understudies to Boyd Epley and Mike Arthur, uh, who at that time, you know, were instrumental because we had not lifted weights. So we, we weren't there yet. And uh, we got in the weight room and got bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah, and, well, uh, that y'all started, did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Started, started to learn, started to learn the system, and uh, became familiar with it, and it, it and it just started clicking for us. Well, let me ask you this right here. Now, by the time you were, let me see. I'm trying to put the timeline to this. I know when you was a, a junior. You was already playing quite a bit. Is that right? That's correct. I was. I started my 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 freshman and sophomore year. I I did not play and played sparingly of anything, maybe okay. special teams. So it wasn't until my junior year and senior year that I started. Okay. Well, you know, I gotta tell this funny story now, and this right here is this is another one of the classic stories of Ricky throwing himself under the bus. For those of y'all out there listening, I want y'all to know something about this man. He's a very humble man, but I'm going to put it out there. Jimmy was playing defensive end, and we had a drill called one-on-one. <laughs> 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 and now, I want, y'all to, I want you to picture this in your mind. I'm like 165, maybe, soaking wet. And Jimmy's, well, what were you, you junior, about two? 210, 220? About 215. About 215, but strong as all get out. So I'm in a three-point stance. Jimmy's in a two-point stance. And first time, I think he just felt sorry for me, so he just kind of put his hands on me and pushed me out of the way like, you know, you're too little, man, but you know what? I know I admire you trying. And then the next time I came up, Jimmy looked at me and said, Coach Huey, give me somebody up here, man, that give me some competition. Man, you know Ricky too little. <laughs> I appreciate that, Jimmy. I want you to know because I knew I didn't have no win and I knew what was going to happen if you put your full effort and you, man, you showed love. And I just want to say thank you. I never yeah. got a chance to thank you for that. Well, you know what? <laughs> you, you, you were, you were a, a talented player and, and ultimately became a very good player there. You just were young at that time but you you, you turned it out man you turned yeah, it well, a great I'll player. be honest with you I did not I was not disappointed when I went from wing back to wide receiver right because I knew I didn't have to see you no more <laughs> not, not in one-on-one drill <laughs> and I was out there with DBs you know now mm-hmm. Rodney Lewis was a problem mm-hmm. you know and Russ G but I, I could fare pretty well with the rest of those guys. So gotcha. I felt a little more comfortable out there. But, Jimmy, now, share with us, man, uh, your your senior year was a, was a really big year for you. Yeah, yeah. My senior year was, was the year for me because I, I stepped into um, uh, the player that I could be. You know, right. I think all of the hard work of, as a freshman and sophomore – uh, studying, learning, lifting came together 
And and that senior year, you know, I had a I had a, pr- a pretty good year, played well, stayed healthy, which was which was key, and uh, and and the team did really well, you know, which yeah. also helped uh, helped me as well. And uh, and uh, I I was really I was really proud of it. Looking back at where I had come from, how I had right. started to be at that position, uh, you know, it, it's going from A to Z, and so I was. I was really pleased. Well, one thing I'll say about you, man, you, you, if I remember correctly, you became a team captain that year too, right? I did. Became yeah. became team captain. I was a I was all American that that year. I think I was seventh on the the Outland uh, Trophy kind of uh, award. It, it it was it was just a it was just a great year as a, as a player. Well, I got I got to share another funny story. <laughs> you know, I got a lot of, uh, I think we had already, we had finished our, your senior year, but we, you was back just working out, waiting on the draft, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we was on that little indoor area and we was running routes and stuff. And, and, uh, somebody said, what's up, Jimmy? You said, and your response was real cool. You kept a straight face. You said, Hey man, my name Kodak. <laughs> I never forgot that because it was so funny because you said it without a smile. You're like, oh man, my name Kodak. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know what that means, he's referring to being a Kodak All-American, which you earned, man. And, and like yeah. I say, I, I make light of things, Jimmy, because I like humor and stuff, but it mm-hmm. was just funny because the way you said it, you just walked away like it was no big deal. But that mm-hmm. was that was you. That's the Jimmy I remember. Mm-hmm. You went out there. You was very serious about what you had to do, and you took care of your business. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I respect that, man. Mm-hmm. Now, when you uh, when you finished your career in Nebraska, what was the next step? Well, when I when I finished, I, I was in a great position to be drafted, and so I, I was drafted uh, in '81 in the first round, 15th pick overall to the Detroit Lions. Okay. And uh, I mean that that was you know I mean that that's the highlight of any collegiate. Yeah, well, that, I mean coming from a walk on yeah. <laughs> out of DC yeah. to to being a first round draft choice in All American. I mean, dude, that you put in a lot of work to get that. No I one did. gave that to you. You earned yeah. that. That's right. It, it it was it was a lot of hard work came along with it. And so I, I was I was at the other end of the spectrum at that time, you know. Yeah. And, right. Uh, and uh, it was an exciting time for me. Uh, I, I loved playing for the Lions, uh, played there nine years. And then I played a year with uh, the Minnesota Vikings. And then I played the last two years or 12 years with uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But it all started with being drafted by the Lions. And, uh, I mean, it, it, it was surreal, you know, to be honest with you, you know, to be thinking that, hey, I, I just got finished walking on to this program without a scholarship, you know, and here I am, the 15th pick o- overall. That's, that, that's a lot to take in. You know something else that I just thought about while you were talking, man, is uh, share with us. Now you was basically like a defensive end in college and a linebacker in in, in the pros. That's correct. And uh, what was your forty time? My forty time was pretty good. It was a it was a four three four uh, at, at Nebraska, uh, and and that was that was one of the things that I think separated me and, and helped me in terms of playing and then obviously being drafted. 
you know, that was a, a you know, had, had pretty good speed. Right. Um, and, That's real good speed. That's good speed, period. I mean, you yeah. can teach a person how to take a step and be here, but you can't teach them how to be there in two seconds. That's exactly right. You, you, you and, just, and when you showed up, Jimmy, you had bad intentions. Let's just be real. I, I tried to. I tried to. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I want everybody to understand something. Jimmy's just a real humble guy, and I respect that. But, dude, when this, this dude showed up from running a 4-3 at his size, and he had bad intentions for you. I mean, he let you know he was there. I mean, you didn't have to worry or wonder. You knew what it was about when Jimmy showed up, and he let you know about it too. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. I loved my time at Nebraska. I loved it. I, yeah. I, I I loved Coach Osborne. I did. I mean, he was at that time pivotal and important to my life as a man because of the example that he set. Uh, you know, he was honest and for real about the walk-on opportunity that I had. Uh, right. I never felt like I was any different than any other player. Uh, mm -hmm. co was coached the same. And I got to see really over four years a consistent model of integrity and, right. uh, and, and of, uh, of being a godly man. And it played a, it played a huge role in, on, with me. I still uh, contact Coach Osborne once a month, you know, and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I'm 63. I still contact him once a month and we, and we talk about various things, uh, and have, uh, from the time I played to when I started coaching, uh, to, to retirement. And, uh, he was just a pivotal guy and the right guy for me at, at that stage in my life. Well, you know, I was just sitting here thinking again, you, you played 12 seasons in the mm -hmm. NFL. And then after that, you didn't just retire. You you went you went into coaching, if I if I remember correctly. I did. I uh, I initially started helping out a buddy of mine at a high school as a D coordinator, and uh, and and one day a coach came in. We sat down and we talked. He talked about opportunity of coaching at the at, it was at Grand Valley State here here in Michigan, and I okay. and I started out at Grand Valley State uh, at my coaching and and went from there to Toledo. I wind up I coached at Nebraska. For, for a very short time and uh, coached uh, it was about 17, 18 years. Wow. And, uh, so so where, where all did you coach? Just kind of walk, walk us through that. I started out at Grand Valley State. It was a Division II program in, uh, in Michigan. Then I okay. went to Toledo, and I coached at Toledo. From Toledo, I went to Nebraska, coached the linebackers at Nebraska. Uh, from Nebraska, I went to uh, uh, Buffalo, Coach with Coach Turner Gill. There was a D coordinator there. Okay. Uh, from there, I went to uh, University of Alabama, Birmingham. Uh, coach linebackers was assistant head coach and D coordinator there. Uh, and uh, from there, I went to um, uh, Bowling Green uh, and, wow. and, and coached at Bowling Green. And then after that, I, you know, I, I and my when my kids left, I, I stepped down and retired. Okay. Well, you know, Jimmy, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty extensive career. You, I mean, you, man, you put in a lot of work Yeah, in yeah. a lot of different places. Yeah. I mean, coaching is not easy. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a tremendous job, but I loved it. And I never felt uh, like I was concerned with the time or the workload. It's just what came natural to me. I love being still connected to the game. Uh, mm -hmm. I really particularly loved impacting young men's lives. 
Uh, I know yeah. coaching is important and and winning is important, but man, when you you I mean you have the opportunity to influence someone's life, you're in a powerful position. And I I knew that, and it was it, it was at the forefront of my mind, and uh, I thought I did a good job of it, I, and I loved it, absolutely loved it. Well, apparently you did a good, a great job because one thing about coaching, it's a very very unique profession because, I mean. Let's be real about it. Well, sometimes they they move you around quite a bit. You know, yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, yeah. Don't very many coaches get to do. Let me just say it this way: there's not many situations like Coach Osborne's. Right. That's that's a rarity to go to go somewhere and be where you know he was for that many years. That's 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 the exception, not not the rule. But I mean, it, it's it, it's a testament to the type of man he is and was. Uh, mm-hmm. And his uh, and his coaching, you know, he kept his staff together for, you know, 20, 30 years, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, I mean, it's just a testament to the type of man, the type of coach that he was and, and still is today. Yeah. And that's that says quite a bit. But look, hey, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with former Husker Jimmy Williams on 93.7. Take it to get you happy on hour. We'll be right back. To the Get Your Happy On Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. Hey, we back. Hey, uh, Austin. Yo, Ricky. I got a question for you. I got an answer for you. Hey, man, anybody over there hitting us up on the on the comments or anything? One, two, three. Three. Well, let me see who we got. We got Carla saying you look great. Carla. Carla, you're right. Carla. Carla. Homegirl. What part of the country are you in now? I know you was in Germany, but who knows where you might be. But thank you for tuning in and taking time to tune in. Appreciate that. And thanks for the compliment, too, homegirl. Number two, we got Brett. Says, happy Sunday, Big Brett and Jimmy. Brett! Down there in Tulsa, man. Boy, you consistent if you ain't nothing else, man. You know, I just want you to know I appreciate that, man. And everything's good. And big shout-out from me and Jimmy to you, man. Then you name drop the third guy, Rodney Lewis, listening in. What? He says, that's what's up, Big Jim. Uh, Ricky, you're supposed to ask him about all the trash talk. He would use another <laughs> word, but he knows your family friend. <laughs> hey, Lou Love, you know we're going to go there next, man. I appreciate you, Rodney, man, for, for tuning in. And, yeah, me and Jim, finna get, we're going to get into that, man. I'm definitely going to ask him about it, especially since you brought it up. Appreciate that, that Lou Love. Jimmy, you still with me? I'm still with you, brother. Okay, look here, man. We was talking about Coach Osborne and the influence he's, you know, that he's had on you, and I as well documented the influence he's had on me. But one thing I will say is the fact that he kept his staff together the way you were referring to earlier before we went to break is really rare. If you look around the college or just any coaching staff, high school, college, or pro ranks, I mean, staying together for for two decades plus. Is very rare. Yeah, that that is. I mean, it it speaks to him uh, as a person, obviously as a coach, but it, it also speaks to the culture that he established 
in the program and with his coaches. Yeah, well, you know, and a lot of times, Jimmy, I will say this, man. You know, Coach Osborne, I had to give him credit because his co- his assistants, man, them dudes was they was on their grind. I mean, Coach Osborne might be standing over looking in the sky like he don't hear or see some of this stuff, but mm-hmm. he had some assistants that were serious about their business. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he really he really did. I mean, for them to stay and stick with him that long meant that right. loyalty was 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 huge and and the way they were treated was huge the standard was huge and 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 to to agree with that to come back year after year when there's other opportunities that's what i was just getting ready to say man i know those guys because if i remember and you and correct me if i'm wrong but man i remember always being in the top 10 mm-hmm. in the nation or better yeah is that yeah. pretty accurate that's that's pretty accurate. I know yeah. that uh, you know we may have lost maybe one or or maybe two games a year, and uh, you know we we were consistently in a bowl game. We were consistently high in the numbers defensively and in every area of statistics and offensively as well. Yeah, and see that's the part that gets me because when you got those type of stats behind you, usually them coaches start getting offers. Yeah to go to other schools, you know, because it's like people want to duplicate what you're doing. Right. And they, they, they start picking off some of your staff, man, but that staff stayed together for a long time. And I think that helped us too as, as players. It's it's huge. It's huge. I mean, just being in the coaching profession for the time that I was in, I mean, there's, there there was consistent turnover. That's my point. Yeah, exactly. And and guys were consistently moving for different reasons, but mostly was to move up and and have a better opportunity. Um, Yeah. And so for him to have that for for so long is pretty special. Well, hey, Jimmy, you know, I can't let it slide because Rodney Lewis, a.k.a. Lou Love, done spoke on it. So, and if we don't speak on it, he got both our numbers and you know he's going to call us and Man, why come y'all didn't answer my question? <laughs> oh, hey, you want to speak to that man? Uh, Rodney seems to think that you did a little trash talking. Is, is that true? That's true. That's true. I, 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 I did. I did a little bit of trash. I, I probably did a lot of trash talking. You know? That's what I'm, I'm thinking. If Rodney brought it up, it had yeah. to be a lot of trash talking going on. It, it was. It, it was all in fun. Uh, it was all competitive, to, right, to be right. honest with you. At at that stage in my life, it was pretty much who I was at that time. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Well, you know, I'll be honest with you, man. The trash talking part, it did make you get your competitive juices going because the one thing you didn't want to do is you didn't want to be looked upon as, hey, man, I'm not competing. Right. And and then too, see, this is a part a lot of people don't understand. They saw on the field. You know, we spent a lot of time off the field together. Mm-hmm. So you didn't want to be the one person in the room that wasn't handling this business because the trash talking kept going. It did. Yeah, it did. That, that was my. That was you know when I look back at my younger self, that was my personality, and yeah. uh, you know it was it was all in fun. It was it was competitive, you know, because I thought I was at that time, and and I was around guys that understood, you know, right. I mean? so so right. I could be me, you know. Well, you know what I mean. Now looking back on it, man, I mean it's just funny because. <laughs> 
at the time, you know, it was serious, but we still had fun with it. Yeah. And it was more fun afterwards, you know, yeah. like after practice, just sitting back going over it. You know, it right. was, <laughs> I mean, those are private moments that we won't get into, but I will say this, man, I, uh, I have the utmost respect for, for the black church mm. because you guys, man, you guys were, were serious, man. And, and y'all, t- y'all, g- three and outs was a real regular yeah. thing for y'all. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't see y'all letting people hold the ball against right. us very long. Y'all, y- y'all yeah. didn't do that. Yeah, I mean, being being a black shirt um, get, still gives me goosebumps. You know, that's yeah. that's how serious it was to me. Uh, I know it was to our defensive coordinator Charlie McBride, who did a phenomenal job, and it was to everybody in that union. There's there's just something special about being a black shirt, and yeah. and and I I. I I I have that in me and took that with me for 12 years in the league. Everything now, that it was and was all about was who I was and 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 how I played. Well, let uh, me ask you this: You yeah. say you spent your first nine seasons in the league. You you spent them in uh, Detroit, right? What, what what was that like, man? You know, um, you know, we we had some success, and uh, and I enjoyed that. Um, what, what I really loved was competing on Sundays. You know, yeah. I was a competitor. I loved competing on Sundays. And then, and more important than that, I loved everything that happened before that. I loved the preparation, you know, right. the time in the weight room, the time, you know, in, in, in working out, the time studying and, and breaking down an opponent and preparing for him, the grind. I loved the grind. Uh and it was it it was who I was, and and that stemmed from Nebraska. I mean, everything that I learned at Nebraska uh, was how I played. Was how so I played. Basically, Nebraska basically laid the foundation for your career. They la- laid the foundation. My 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 handling of adversity, being resilient, working hard, prepping, you know, everything. It came from Nebraska. You know, and that's 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 quite a compliment, you know, to the University of Nebraska as well. Because I'll be real honest with you, man. A lot of times when you were, uh, when we was in college, man, you know, we didn't have a lot of the benefits that they have today. Mm-hmm. So we, we, you know, we made do with what we had, but man, it didn't take away from my efforts. I mean, I look at no. little things like the facilities and everything. Mm-hmm. So it, it was, you know. We didn't have the facilities that they have right now. You know, and, you know, that's interesting that you say that because I think that that's what separated me, what separated guys like ourselves from that time is that you had to learn how to work. You learned, you had to learn how to be resilient. Uh, there was no other option to go anywhere. You know, yeah. if, if yeah. you weren't starting, you had to take a look at yourself and then go to work. You know? Right, right, yeah, and, yeah, and and wasn't so no was no transfer portal, <laughs> no transfer portal, and and that's missing. That's the missing yeah. today. You have yeah. you have a you have a different type of athlete today. It just it is what it is. You have a different type of athlete, and the the beauty of of being able to stay at a program, you learn and you grow and you mature and you become right. a better person, and that transfers over to becoming a better athlete. And and that's what I experienced at Nebraska that, that that carried with me through my career. Well, you know, I agree with that one hundred percent. And the reason why I say it too is because when you have to sit there and watch other people and wait your turn, mm-hmm. 
and you know that, you know, like you say, you can't just jump in a portal or you can't, you know, you got to wait, you know, yeah. or either, like you say, it makes you work harder. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I actually, I think, I think the biggest growth period I had was my red shirt year when they had me running scout team against, against y'all. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that wasn't fun, but you know, mm-hmm. but it made me work because yeah. I know if I don't work, I know what's coming. Cause it's either you on one end, Rodney and Russ in the back end, and then Darren yeah. else on the other end. I'm like, wait a minute, man. This, and y'all giving me a what kind of line? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey I, I'm, I'm telling you the, the, the process to becoming anything in life has a road of trials and tribulations. Correct. And, I agree and, with that. And in that process, you learn and you develop and you grow and then you relearn and redevelop and grow. And it's just so pivotal to becoming the type of athlete or father or parent or, uh, that right. you that you want to be. And, and uh, that's what school gave for me. Yeah, well, the work ethic seemed like it came from that. You know, yeah. I mean, they yeah. established a work ethic that that we all understood. Now, we, you know, I, I speak for myself. I did a lot of complaining, especially when at the beginning of the year when they make us run a mile and a half. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sprinter, you know. Mm-hmm. I, ain't no, I ain't no marathon guy and ain't no distance runner. And, you know, I used to think that, man, I have never played on a football field that was a mile and a half long. But, mm-hmm. but you know, we did it. Yeah, and and once we did it, I think I was better for it because I I proved to myself that I could do it. Yeah, because I I'll be honest with you, man, a mile and a half that that didn't really have nothing to do with me, you know, yeah. in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, for 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 me, it's it was my bread and butter, you know, yeah. and uh, and you know the the weight program at Nebraska, I I still did the same stretching. Mm-hmm. In the same same weight program throughout my entire twelve years that I got from Nebraska, and, and honestly, to be honest with you, I didn't find any that were better in the league. Not one. Wow, so that's how good Boyd and, uh, and and Mike Arthur were. I didn't find any that were better, and I and I and I leaned on that, and it and it, and it carried me through. Yeah, well, you know, your, your your career speaks for itself. I mean, you can't stay in the NFL that long. Because the understanding I got from the NFL is it means not for long. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. So for you to stay in there 12 seasons, man, I mean, kudos to you on that, man. Just just know, man, I'm really what I'm trying to say in a nice way, man, is I'm just proud of you because you I know I know what you uh, I know what you had to go through to get to where you are. I just, you know, I just wanted you to share it with everybody because sometimes people only see all the highlights. Yeah. You know, well, look, hey, we're going to take one more quick break. Yeah. Then we're going to come back and we're going to wrap this thing up. But don't go anywhere. 93.7 the ticket is to get you happy on hour. To the Get Your Happy On Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. And we're back. Hey, Austin. Yes, sir. Hey, man. We got any more comments? We 
got the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Odious Lee, tapping in. Big brother. Man, we got Odious Lee. Man, check this out. Odious, man, I appreciate you checking in, man, because uh, it's important that as many people as we can, man, especially people that like yourself, thank you. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you for the support. And I got to give you a big shout-out for cooking all that food for the Letterman Club. And for us, every spring game, the day after every spring game, you lay it out for us, man. I just want you to know it's not taken for granted. We appreciate you, big bro. Hey, Jimmy. What's going on? I got a I got a quick question for you. Okay, shoot. But that uh with all that that hard uh work that you had to put in and you know, and like you said, you got a lot of your work ethic from Nebraska. I wanna know, man, you've been busy, dude. You you, you had the, the, the NFL career. Then you went through all this this coaching for a long period of time. What what are you currently getting into, Jimmy? What are you doing? Well, right now I'm taking a little break, man. You know, well deserved. Yeah, yeah, well deserved break. Yeah, and, coaching and is, where coaching, you live? I'm living in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, you I, up there with the big blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, but I'm, but I'm, a, I'm a big red fan. I ain't a big blue fan. I don't want to see you walk around on Michigan campus, man. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm a big red fan. Do or die, no matter what. Gotcha. And gotcha. Um, and uh, so I, I retired a couple years ago, and so I do some things, some active things with the Detroit Lions. Okay, uh, and then uh, from there, it's been kind of just uh, taking a little bit of break. I've been going on some vacations. Well, did you spend some time in Minneapolis with Rodney not too long ago? Yeah, yeah. I went. I went back to a, a Minnesota Vikings reunion, and I caught up with Rodney there in Minnesota. We spent some time, re- reflected on our our time together, had some laughs, and and, and enjoyed it. Well, you know, that's something else I want everybody to understand. All us former players. Man, we we have a bond that that nobody knows really. Of. I mean, they they know of it, but they don't know how serious it is. I mean, we're really brothers. If you played with us, it depends on if you're older or not. But you're either my big brother or my little brother. Mm-hmm. And I I like that about us, man. And I like the fact that we still stay in touch. And it yeah. just means a lot to me because the world is changing on us and oh, yeah. time. Like you know, no one has guaranteed contracts on life. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that we all try to stay in touch with each other. And again, before I run out of time, I gotta say thank you for taking time out of your time, out of your life, to be on my show, man. I appreciate that. Well, I, and I, 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 I thank you as well. Just, you know, is a it was it was a blessing. Well, you know the thing. The thing about it is, we we got another chance to to look at life from a different angle. Yeah. You know, I mean, we went through what we went through. I mean, we all had to grow up and become men. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and I and I noticed that common denominator too. A lot of a lot of us we give credit to Nebraska. Right. You know, because because a lot of us yeah. aren't from here, but we came here to learn what we needed to yeah. learn. And it's still staying with yeah. you. Yeah, you know, and I and I just want to say this. I have to say this. You know that right. Right. the biggest thing that I got from Nebraska from 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 our coach was was uh, my faith in Jesus Christ. 
Um, there you go. You know, my 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 uh, you know my career was the result of a lot of hard work and 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 uh, but my 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 career is just too improbable to be claimed by myself. You know, right. God had a hand on it, even when I didn't know him, even when I wasn't living right and acting right. Uh, right. He, he knew me, had a, a plan for me. And I, I accepted the Lord my um, my third year in the NFL. And a lot of it had to do with what I witnessed at Nebraska through our head coach. And I'm not all that I can be, but I'm not what I used to be. Exactly. And, and, and I'm trying to be better. And, yeah, uh, and that's and the I, point right there. Yeah, and I just wanted to say that, man, that uh, everything is due to my faith in Jesus Christ, period. Well, you know what, Jim? That, to me, says it all. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, without him, we can't do nothing. No doubt. And, and if people think they can, they're wrong. They'll figure it out later on. But we figured it out. Amen. Hey, man, I want to thank you again for being a guest Absolutely. on the show. Thank you. We're going to get ready and get up out of here. But I always end my show the same way. Every day you bless to see. It truly is another day in paradise. And no matter what, you got to get so happy, yo. Oh! Thank y'all for listening. See you next Sunday night.